Welcome to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. I'm your host this week, Liz Flora, and today we're joined by digital content creator Meredith Duxbury. Meredith, great to have you here. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So Meredith, anyone who follows beauty on TikTok has probably heard of you. You have 14.7 million followers. Everyone on the app has been trying out your maximalist foundation routine. You're the face of a new Morphe collection. Before we get into what you're up to right now, did you want to share some of your background? When did you first start getting into makeup? Of course, yeah. So I've always loved makeup. I've been doing it since middle school. Um, My mom took me to Sephora when I was younger and she's like, okay, we're going to have one of the makeup artists do your makeup because she's like, your makeup's looking a little orange. Everybody knows like those days kind of everybody just like put on a ton of makeup when you're in middle school. But um, I've learned so much in the past two years from being on TikTok. Um, I created three videos a day during COVID and quarantine. And I really learned so much about the process of it, the industry. I mean, there's just so much to learn. Um, But really, I'd say it started in 2019 is when I really like immersed myself into the beauty world. Did you follow a lot of beauty influencers or makeup artists growing up? I did. Um, I feel like at that point, I was still figuring out social media during middle school. Um, And high school is when I really was, like, allowed to, like, go on social media and was allowed, like, an iPhone and stuff. So a few of the people I followed were, like, Jaclyn Hill, which she is a huge beauty creator. And then... Bethany Moda and Meredith Foster kind of were like lifestyle, like a little bit of beauty. Um, but those were like the three main people that I used to watch. And how did you get started on social media yourself? Which social media platform did you start posting about makeup on first? So I started on TikTok. Um, I actually started my TikTok off as a couple channel with my boyfriend And we were in Miami for the summer and we were like, let's just create some fun couple videos. And then um, people were like, oh, I love how you're doing your makeup. Can you show us how you do it? I didn't even have a ring light. I had no tripod. Like everything was so shaky and the lighting was not great. Um, And I kind of just like used what I had and I would stack up like some cardboard boxes and just like make a random tripod out of whatever I could find and just started, you know, doing like little transitions here and there. Um, And then my viral videos really took off when I started like doing rap lip syncing videos to Nicki Minaj's I'm Legit song. Um, And I created a trend called hashtag the foundation challenge where I would smear foundation all over my face. Um, and it would get hundreds of millions of views. It was on everyone's for you page. Everybody was trying it out. Um, so those were like when my videos really started to go viral. So the foundation was your big break. It was my huge break. The rap lip syncing foundation videos. And it's interesting because the algorithm is such a black box, right? It's always hard to tell what's going to go viral and what's going to take off. Did you notice any difference between videos that were like a close up of your face versus other types? Or did you do other types? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I did start with couple videos. So those are very different than makeup videos. But when I really was like a full makeup channel, 
I could tell from when I first started my makeup videos compared to say now, the algorithm really likes the up close to your face, the really bright, like blue hued lighting um, compared to say like, if it weren't a white wall behind me and it was kind of a busier background and maybe orange lighting, it wouldn't pick that up as much as it would pick up my videos now how it's super close to my face and really crisp, nice, bright lighting. So what's the time span of your follower growth? How many months did it take to get to your first million followers? So my first million took a little while, but I hit a million followers, I think it was December 2020. And then that next, that January, one month later, I hit 7 million followers. So in one month, I gained 6 million followers. And then, um, unfortunately, I got hacked on TikTok, um, which kind of slowed me down for a little bit because I was locked out of my account for a little bit. But now I'm up to almost 15 million followers. So it just shows like if you're consistent, even if you get hacked, like you can really grow and the algorithm is just so great that it can if you put a lot of work in and put time in, you love what you do, you can really gain as many followers as you desire. It's so crazy how it grows so fast. And when you got hacked, that you got back into your actual account, right? You didn't have to start a new one. Yeah, I did. Okay, that's no. good. And was there a specific moment when you realized this could be a full-time career for you? Or are you treating it as a full-time career now? Yeah, it's my full-time career. I think I noticed that it was a full-time career when it was my last semester of college and I was getting emails from some great brands and asking to collaborate. And I was like, wow, I have this massive test to study for, but I also need to create this video for this brand. So I was like, this is taking up so much of my time um, that this would be great to just be a full-time job because there's so much demand. Um, so I did graduate college last year and I moved to New York City and made it my full-time job. Oh, wow. Congrats on your graduation. What was it like balancing? Thank you. Yeah. What was it like balancing the time with school and social media? It was hard. Um, I had like five or six classes I was taking, um, and it was just a lot of work, like studying for tests. And to do well on TikTok, you have to be really consistent. So I was trying to post at least four times a day while going to classes. So even though COVID was really hard, um, it was great to have that time to be able to put like all of my work and passion into something. So um, having to take classes at home really gave me a lot of time to actually do the videos. And you were studying marketing, right? Yeah. What do you think of the marketing curriculum as a TikTok star who has basically figured out the magic of how to go viral? Do you think the school curriculum is up to date or do you think you could teach them something? Honestly, I think it's it's weird because I'm such a hands-on learner so I don't do as well sitting at a desk and like reading from a book and I think what I've learned within the beauty community and just working with such amazing brands honestly I've learned more than 
my years in college, but I think college was a great like base for learning just like the basics of marketing. But I think in something so like massive as the beauty industry, it you can't just learn that type of stuff in college. It's kind of like you have to learn hands-on or through an internship or what I did. So it's very different being in school, sitting at a desk and then learning marketing techniques the way I did it after college. But I think college, doing marketing in college was still a great start for me. And when did brands start reaching out to you for deals? What number of followers were you at? Or do you remember what month it was? I think it was around probably that month from December to January when I was gaining a million per week. I think I was probably on every brand's for you page and they were like, wow, we want to talk to this girl. We want to have her try our products out. Um, but TikTok was a lot different a few years ago. I think a lot of brands still had a lot of their budgets in Instagram or other marketing aspects. So some of the deals did look very different than how they look now. But I think brands have started to realize that TikTok is really a great platform to have their products on and products sell out so fast on TikTok. Yeah, totally. They go so viral. And when you say that you've seen changes in how they structure their deals, what have you seen with that? Just in terms of, you know, how much marketing they do on TikTok, I feel like before it was mostly on Instagram as to now, I feel like a lot of brands, they allocate a big budget towards TikTok because they know that everyone is on that app and you can be more creative with the product on TikTok. I feel like on Instagram, it's a still, for example, if you're promoting a lipstick on TikTok, you can really show the texture of the lipstick. You can show the packaging. You can turn it in a 360 and show every aspect of the lipstick. But if it's just a still picture on Instagram, it might not be as engaging and it maybe won't sell as much as it would sell on TikTok. And do you post on Reels at all? I do. I think Reels is the new way to do Instagram. Um, honestly, I think Instagram is pushing people who post Reels. And I don't think it's it's really hard to just gain followers from posting still pictures. And Reels have helped my growth on Instagram so much. What do you think of the differences between TikTok and Reels? Do you think Reels is a real competitor to TikTok? Um, I just think a lot of people go to the TikTok platform to watch those type of videos. I think on Instagram, people might stumble across reels, but I don't think people think, okay, I want to go watch some short form videos. I'm going to go to Instagram. They say, okay, I want to sit and watch some short form videos for three hours and I'll just go to TikTok. So that's the difference. I think in people's heads, they have TikTok as their place to go for those types of videos. And so you've been referred to as the complexion queen of TikTok, which has attracted the attention of Morphe. You're the face of their new Making You Blush collection. Did you want to give more details on the aesthetic of the new collection and the looks you've been making with it? Yeah, of course. Um, the collection is just so me. I love it so much. I feel like it's just very pink. It's cute. It's flirty. It's fun. It's perfect for springtime. Um, there's a lot of great shade ranges and there's a lot of like shimmers and mattes. I personally love a full glam. So it's great to be able to create a 
really full glam smoky eye, but also be able to use those other colors like the softer pinks and the golden pink shimmers to create kind of a natural look. So it's a very diverse collection. And it seems like blush trends are changing constantly on TikTok. There was the e-girl blush and you see all these contouring techniques. Are you following how it's changing and what kind of looks are you into right now? Yeah, I am. I've definitely learned a lot of tips and tricks from TikTok through those trends. A new one I've actually learned is taking your blush and kind of applying it to your under eyes, which seems like something maybe you wouldn't want to do because usually people are like, you want like nice, bright under eyes. People put concealer under their eyes to make it bright, but I actually love the look of taking your blush from the high points of your cheekbones and just like pulling it down a little bit to your under eyes. It gives like a really nice airbrush look. Um, There's another really unique trend, blush trend that just went around on TikTok and it's trying purple blushes, um, which I thought was so fun because usually people are using like pink blushes and you, when you think of blush, you think pink. But in the new Morphe Making You Blush collection, they have a cream blush and um, a powdered blush in the shade Wild Wine and Juicy Secret. And it's more of a purple shade. Um, And I just feel like that's going to go viral on TikTok because people love trying out different, like, unique shades of blush. So that's a really cool trend that I love as well. We'll be right back after this break. You started this maximalist foundation trend on TikTok. I've literally seen it everywhere. It seems like every beauty influencer on TikTok has done a post on this foundation challenge. Do you want to describe to listeners what it is and how you came up with the idea? So the whole maximalist foundation technique started when I was in um, college, actually, and I would use... Um, a really expensive foundation. It was like $60. And my my beauty sponge was just soaking up most of the product. And I was like, what can I use that will not soak up my product? I was like, you know, I'm just going to use my hands. It's not going to absorb anything. The warmth of my hands will just blend it in nicely into my face. So I kind of ditched the sponge and I blended it in with my hands. And it actually worked a lot quick more uh, a lot more quickly than using a sponge because you kind of just smear it all over your face and then I use the sponge after kind of to just smooth out the texture but in terms of just applying it it just worked really well it didn't absorb any of my product and then on TikTok I think people just thought it was such a unique idea they've never seen anyone smear foundation all over their face And I also have a lot of freckles on my face, so I do use a few more layers of foundation than the regular person without freckles would use. So I think they also were like, wait, she's using so much and she's blending it in with her hands. So I think people were like, I want to try this out. And I think that's how it went viral because of how unique it looked. So with this amount of foundation, how often do you wear this? Is this an everyday look? Is it going out? Is it just for social media? So I use this much foundation whenever I'm doing a full glam. A lot of people are like, in my comments, people are like, she doesn't actually use it, it's just for the videos. But I really do use that amount of foundation. It works great on my face. Um, But if I was just going to the grocery store, I would just throw on some mascara or go with a bare face. I don't 
use this much foundation every single day unless I'm filming or going out to dinner or going to the club or something like that. And it seems like now that life is opened up again during the pandemic, we're seeing more full glam. How would you describe your own beauty aesthetic? Because obviously there is the kind of no makeup makeup look simultaneously. Would you describe yourself as full glam or how would you talk about it? It's funny because I feel like the whole beauty community has switched over to the fluffy brows and the really light foundation, but I feel like I'm still like in that 2016 glam like aesthetic, which I love because I just think it's so fun to transform your face into like, I kind of call it like an art piece. Like you're starting with a blank canvas, which is your foundation. And then you create this amazing piece of art with the eyeshadow and the blush and the bronzer. And it's just such a cool process, but I definitely love a good natural look. I love a fluffy brown moment, some faux freckles. Um, so those, those two types of videos do very well on TikTok. But I think nowadays people are leaning more towards the natural fluffy brow aesthetic, but I'd say I'm I'm still in the 2016 days with my makeup aesthetic. And I saw you had a post about this thin brow debate about whether thin brows are coming back. What are your thoughts on it? I I love thin brows. I think it can really sculpt your face very nicely. I'm all about lifting the face and having a snatched look. But I think there's a time and place for everything. I think with a full glam, the thin snatched brows look really good. But like we were saying with the natural look, I think the fluffy brows really look good with that type of um, glam. And obviously, you're one of the big trendsetters on TikTok. But have you been looking at other trends? What kind of TikTok trends are on your radar for beauty right now? Yeah, there are tons of trends I come across every day. Um, there's a really cool one right now. Um, TikTok has launched like a ton of new filters. And one of them is a diagram that you put on your face and it shows you where you should be contouring or where you should be putting blush. And I tried it the other day and you put your blush and your contour so high up on your face, but it's really cool to go through that filter category and see all the different people trying it because everybody has a different face shape. So it's so cool to see how this following this diagram really does change the look of your makeup. So that's a trend that I love. Um, like I said before, I love the purple blush trends. There's a really cool new eyeliner trend and it's like, I'm sure you've seen on your TikTok page, it's like filter picks my eyeliner and it will go through like 10 different eyeliners and show that. So I think filters are a really fun way to bring trends to life on TikTok. Are there any TikTok beauty trends that you've come across lately that you were like, oh, this is crazy? There's a new one that my boyfriend actually told me about today. I have not seen it on my page yet, but he said he's seen it everywhere, which is applying like flour that you bake with as setting powder. So I'm actually going to try that out today and see how it works out. I can't imagine flour that you bake with works as a setting powder, but we're going to try it out and see. Um, but I never really try a trend and like hate it. I think it's really fun to just be open-minded and try a ton of different techniques. And even if it goes wrong, sometimes they do so well on TikTok just because people think it's such a crazy idea to put 
flower on your face and they want to see how it turns out at the end. So those types of trends are really unique and fun. Yeah, there's a ton of DIY kitchen trends on TikTok. Have you done more of those or will this be kind of like your first one like this? Um, I, I think it'll be maybe one of my first ones. There was another one where you pl- apply bronzer over saran wrap, but I didn't try that one out. But there are a lot of interesting um kitchen beauty trends totally so what types of videos go the most viral for you these days um it's definitely the rap lip syncing close to like close framed those just do so well on my page um but also like a few months ago i did try some new stuff like green screening, um, viral trends or viral products like a glitter lipstick or the purple blush, those do really well on my page as well. Um, But I'd say those two categories are the most popular. I also do a lot of like skincare ASMR, which do well. But yeah, I think people just like seeing a variety of stuff on, on their For You page. And how much do you look at your own For You page? Obviously, you're probably so busy with creating your own content, but do you scroll through a lot and what kind of content shows up? So yeah, I'd say part of my job is scrolling on TikTok, which sounds crazy, but it really is because you want to be in the know with the beauty trends. You want to know which products are going viral. Um, Maybe you want to come across a new product that you want to create a trend with. So scrolling on the For You page definitely is a huge part of my job. But funny enough, I actually don't have a lot of beauty content on my For You page. It's actually a bunch of just like random stuff. It can be kitchen recipes. It could be pets. It could be like working out, a little bit of beauty. But I think that's the best part about TikTok is having such a diverse For You page and just being able to try out a ton of different trends and maybe find a new hobby that you didn't know that you liked before. And you started out so recently, but has anything changed or evolved about your makeup look or aesthetic since first posting on TikTok? Yes. Um, When I first posted, like if you were to scroll back all the way to my first makeup videos, I actually didn't use as much foundation. And it's crazy because I feel like it was just yesterday when I first started my videos. And when I scroll back to the beginning of my TikTok page, I'm like, wow, I really have gotten so much better at makeup and just brows, contour, blush, all of that. Um, So I'd say I definitely didn't use as much foundation. And I'd say my bronzer and blush maybe weren't placed in the best spots for my face shape. And now I think I've just learned a lot more about my face because I'm working on it three times a day every day that I've gotten better at knowing how to apply makeup to my face. And with all these trends coming up on TikTok constantly so quickly, do you think TikTok is accelerating trend changes in beauty or making beauty aesthetic trends happen faster? What do you think? I think it's definitely making the beauty industry move at a very fast pace. Um, it's hard. I've talked to a ton of brands and they're like, it's so hard because we want to create a campaign around a trend, but the trend is gone within a week. So it's so hard because as a huge brand, you have to plan budgets, you have to plan creative and all of that. And by the time that is all 
approved, it's like the trend is over and moved on to the next thing. So I think it's making everyone move in a much faster pace. So that's very interesting because beauty is very hard to move at a fast pace because it's such a creative process. Like creating a makeup brand takes years and years. So I definitely think it's keeping everyone on their toes. And we've definitely seen this phenomenon growing where someone posts about a product on TikTok and then it just sells out immediately once it goes viral. What are your favorite TikTok viral products? Have you tried any that have had this hype and do they live up to the hype? Yeah, um, there's a new one actually. Um, I haven't tried it yet, but I just received the package the other day. It's um, the new Lucky Charms collection with Morphe and they have a Lucky Charms lip gloss and it smells absolutely amazing. And it's gone viral on TikTok because it smells like Lucky Charms because people green screen the product and then they take it and they're like, okay, let's test it. Let's see if it really smells like the Lucky Charms. So that definitely is a product that has like gone viral and most likely sold out. Um, a lot of glitter lip kits I've tried out and those have just gone completely sold out, completely viral. Um, and like I said before, I'm really excited to see how people use the purple blush from Morphe, the cream blush, um, because I just think it's such a cool color that it will definitely go viral and sell out. How much are you focusing on TikTok right now compared to other channels like Instagram and YouTube? Are you looking into doing more on these other channels? Is it all TikTok? Um, I think it's really important to have kind of like an ecosystem of channels and to be active on all of them. But TikTok is definitely my main platform and I put most of my time into TikTok. But I think it's great for people who don't have TikTok or if it's not in the country they live in, it's important for them to be able to go on Instagram and see that content on Instagram as well. And it's also really fun for me when I go on brand trips or when I go on a trip with my boyfriend or family to kind of document that and show people my personality and show them that there's more than just like that one framed face on TikTok that they see. Um, so I love creating little YouTube vlogs to show people behind the scenes of my life and more of my personality. But TikTok is definitely my main channel. Do you think for the foreseeable future, that's going to be the same? Yeah, 100%. I think um, I think Instagram and YouTube are great platforms, but even just seeing some of the OG beauty creators and um, celebrities, even like Hailey Bieber, Bella Hadid, they're all hopping onto TikTok because they just... I think everybody just knows that it's the place to be and there's new fun stuff on there and you can just be so creative and open and show your personality and it's not just a still picture. It's really like showing yourself and how you really are on a day-to-day basis. So I think it'll it'll be TikTok as as a main platform for everybody for a long time. And then just a final question for today what are your goals for the long term? You've had this huge career surge. Your follower count has skyrocketed. You have your first big campaign. Will we see your own beauty line in the future or what are your goals in the future? Yeah, one of my main goals is definitely to have a beauty line um, in the future, but 
as we talked about a little bit before, it takes years and years for that to come together. And I think it's really, really important to not close yourself off in kind of in these in these beginning years of my career to learn from brands and work with them and create relationships with them because it's such an exciting part of the industry is to meet such amazing people. And there are so many great brands who have such amazing experience. And I just think it's really inspirational to work with a brand like that and create that relationship. So my main focus right now is just continuing to create relationships with brands that I've worked with um, and then hopefully one day have my own makeup line. Well, Meredith, it's been great to have you here today. Everyone check out her TikTok and new Morphe collection if you haven't yet. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. Tune in next week for another episode. And of course, if you haven't already subscribed, please hit that button.